0: Good morning. Uh, The meeting will come to order. Welcome to the January 2022 uh, meeting of the Local Agency Formation Commission. I am Supervisor Connie Chan, chair of this commission. I am joined by Commissioner Gordon-Mar and Commissioner um, Singh, uh, Shanti Singh, sorry, and the clerk is Alyssa Samara. And I also like to thank the staff at uh, SF. Uh, GovTV for broadcasting this meeting. Madam Clerk, do you have any announcements? Uh,
1: yes, Madam Chair. I, um, today's local meeting is being held through video conference, and the members will participate in the meeting to the same extent as if they were physically present. Public comment will be available on each item on this agenda. Ch- cable channel 26, 78, or 99, depending on your provider. NSFGovTV.org are streaming the public comment number across the screen. Comments or opportunities to speak during the public comment period are available via phone by calling 415 655 0001. Again, 415 655 0001. Meeting ID is 2484 682 3570. Again, Two four eight four six eight two three five seven zero. You then you would press pound and then pound again. When connected, you will hear the meeting discussions, but you will be muted and in listening mode only. When your item of interest comes up, please dial star three to be added to the speaker line. Best practices are to call from a quiet location, speak clearly and slowly, and turn down your television or radio. Alternatively, you may submit public comment via email to myself, the LAFCO clerk at elisa, alisa.somera at sfgov.org, or by US mail to dot one, Dr. Carlton B. Goodlett Place, room 244, San Francisco, California, 94102. If you submit public comment in either of these ways, it will be forwarded to the commissioners and be included as part of the official file. Madam Chair, that concludes my announcements.
0: Thank you, Madam
1: Clerk. Um, and uh, please call the roll. Uh, so on the roll for the January meeting, Commissioner Maher, I mean, Commissioner Chan. Present. Chan present. Commissioner Marr. Present. Marr present. Commissioner Filder.
2: Present.
1: Filder present. Commissioner Singh. Present. Singh present. Madam Chair, you have a quorum. Thank you,
0: Madam Clerk. Um, please go ahead and uh, call item number, uh, do we need to make any changes uh, for agenda? Wait, uh, there are any changes to, to, to our agenda?
1: I don't believe so. Okay, and then Madam Clerk, please go ahead and call item number two. Item number two is the Resolution on Findings to Allow Teleconference Meetings under California Government Code Section 54953E. For members of the public who wish to provide public comment on this item, should now call 415-655-0001, meeting ID 2484-682-3570, then pound and pound again. If you have not already done so, please dial star 3 to line up to speak. A system prompt will indicate that you have raised your hand. Please wait until we call for public comment on this item in the system indicates that you have been unmuted, and then you may begin your comments. Madam Chair. Great. And uh,
0: item number two is the findings allowing the teleconference meetings under California Government Code, sections 54953 E. And I would like to make a motion to adopt these findings. Uh, But first, uh, we should really open this up for public comments.
1: Yes. Thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, DT is checking to see if there are any callers ready. We have Mr. Matthew Ignaw with us this morning. Uh, Matthew, if you could let us know if we have any callers who are ready. If if you have not already done so, please press star three to be added to the queue. For those already on hold, please continue to wait until the system indicates that you have been unmuted. Mr. Ignaw, do we have any callers on the line? We do not have any callers, Madam Chair. Thank you Madam Clerk. Seeing no public comment.
0: Public comments is now closed. Uh, I would like to make a motion to approve these findings and if I may have a second to the motion. I second. Second by Commissioner Fielder and uh,
1: Madam Clerk please call a roll. On item number two Commissioner Marr. Aye. Marr aye. Commissioner Fielder. Aye. Fielder aye. Chair Chan, aye. Chan, aye. There are three ayes. Great. Um,
0: moved by me and second by uh, Commissioner mar I mean, Commissioner Fielder—without objections, the finding is approved. Madam Clerk, can you please call item number three?
1: Yes. Item number three is the nomination and appointment of the vice chairperson for the LAFCO. Members of the public who wish to provide public comment on this item should call 415-655-0001. Meeting ID 2484-682-3570. Then pound but then pound again. If you have not already done so, please dial star three to line up to speak. A system prompt will indicate that you have raised your hand. Please wait until we call for public comment on this item and the system indicates that you have been unmuted and then you may begin your comments. Madam Chair. Thank you. Um, For this item, you know, in the nomination
0: of a vice chair, I am uh, really looking forward to working with, uh, having a vice chair. Uh, I I think I wanna say that, you know, uh, Commissioner uh, Cynthia uh, Pollock had left a huge shoes uh, uh, to fill for vice chair role. Uh, she was just so wonderful and and uh, and so great. Um, but I, I feel like uh, we will uh, have great help uh, in this year as well in 2022. Uh, Commissioner Amar. Um
2: thank you, uh, Chair Chan. I yeah I. Actually, I would like to to nominate um, Commissioner Fielder for vice chair, and uh, really um, appreciate you know Commissioner Fielder for for stepping up you know to to join us on the LAFCO um, uh, leadership and, um, and bringing all of your um, um, incredible um, vision and and knowledge and and, and community connections to and and so um, so I think you'd be a great vice chair you know working with um, Chair Chan.
0: Thank you Commissioner Marr and Commissioner Fielder do you accept the nomination.
3: Yes thank you both Commissioner Chan Chair Chan and Commissioner Mar. I appreciate the kind thoughts and I would gladly accept the nomination.
0: Great thank you both uh, and I want to make sure that we open this uh, nomination uh, item to public comments before we move forward uh, for a vote. Um, or uh, so, Madam Clerk, please.
1: Yes, Madam Chair, uh, DT is checking to see if we have any callers who are ready. If you have not already done done so, please press star three to be added to the queue. For those already on hold, please continue to wait until the system indicates that you have been unmuted. Mr. Ignau is checking to see if we have any callers who are ready. And Madam Chair, it does not appear we have any callers.
0: Great, thank you, Madam Clerk. Uh, seeing no public comment, uh, public comment is now closed. Uh, and thank you, um, Commissioner Mar, for your nomination and motion to uh, nominate um, Commissioner Jackie Fielder as vice chair. And I second that motion. Uh, so, Madam Clerk,
1: can you please call the roll? Yes, on the <clears throat> on the motion to nominate Commissioner Fielder as vice chair for the LAFCO, Commissioner Mar.
3: Aye.
1: Mar, aye. Commissioner Fielder.
0: Aye.
1: Filder aye. Chair Chan.
0: Aye.
1: Chan aye. There are three ayes.
0: Great. This is unanimously approved uh, and nominated. Um, So congratulations, Vice Chair Filder. I really look forward to working with you and going to lean on you quite a bit. So thank you. Um, Madam Clerk, can you uh,
1: please call item number four? Yes. Item number four is approval of the LAFCO minutes from the November 19th, 2021 regular meeting. Members of the public who wish to provide public comment on this item should call 415-655-0001, meeting ID 24846823570. then pound and pound again. If you have not already done so, please press star three to line up to speak and a system prompt will indicate that you have raised your hand. Please wait until we call for public comment on this item and the system indicates that you have been unmuted and then you may begin your comment. Uh, Madam Chair.
0: Thank you, Madam Clerk. Uh, colleagues, do you have any changes to the minutes from the November 19, 21, uh, 2021 meeting? Seeing no changes, uh, I will open this up for public comments. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, Mr. Ignau is checking to see if we have any callers in the queue. If you have not already done so, please press star three now to be added to the speaker line. For those already on hold, please continue to wait until the system indicates that you have been unmuted. Mr. Ignau, do we have any callers who are ready? We do not have any callers in the queue, Madam
0: Chair. Great, seeing no public comments, public comments is closed. Uh, Colleen, is there a motion to approve the minutes?
2: i um, so moved.
0: Is I there second. a second? I second. Thank you so much. Uh, the motion uh, moved by Commissioner Mar, second
1: by Commissioner Fielder. Madam Clerk, can you please call the roll? Yes. Uh, and the motion for item number four to approve the minutes, Commissioner Mar. Aye. Mar, aye. Commissioner Fielder. Aye. Fielder, aye. Chair Chan. Aye. Chan, aye. There are three ayes.
0: Thank you. And Madam Clerk, uh, do we need to open this for public comments? Or we already did, right? Uh, we did already, yes. All right. Yes. Um, please call item. Uh, so the motion has been approved unanimously. Um, Madam
1: Clerk, please call item number five. Yes, item number five is a community choice aggregation activities report. Members of the public who wish to provide public comment on this item should call 415 655 0001, meeting ID 2484 then pound and pound again. If you have not already done so, please dial star three to line up to speak, and system prompt will indicate that you have raised your hand. Please wait till we call for public comments on this item and the system indicates that you have been unmuted and then you may begin your comments, M- Madam Chair. Thank you.
0: Uh, it's always a pleasure once a month having uh, Clean Power SF uh, Executive Director uh, Mike Hines uh, to join us and uh, really appreciate uh, you joining us today and uh, wanting to make sure that we keep track uh, with the meeting. Um, Again, always uh, just a, a friendly reminder that commissioners, please uh, do connect with Director Heinz, uh, especially I think for the new year, you know, uh, to get us uh, grounded, uh, moving things forward um, and to just really continue to develop our expertise in uh, all things Clean Power SF. It, it is complicated. There's a lot of things happening too, actually also on the CPUC level I was, so I really look forward to Director Himes giving us his presentation today. Thank you, Dr. Himes.
4: Good morning, Chair Chan uh, and fellow LAFCO commissioners. My name is Mike Himes. I'm the director of the Clean Power up Program for the SFPUC's Power Enterprise and uh, wanted to wish you a happy new year. Um, and I did also wanna mention uh, or just reinforce uh, Commissioner Chan's point about uh, meeting with any of you. Um, had the privilege to meet with commissioner Fielder uh, a few weeks back. So she, she took you up on it. Um, Let's see, I do have some slides I'm going to bring up right now. Give me one sec. Um, While I do that, I also wanted to mention that I'm joined today by uh, my colleague, Peter Galata. our SFPUC Power uh, Communications Manager, who's gonna be co-presenting with me. Let's see, can you see the slides? Yes. Okay, great. Okay, for our report today, uh, I will briefly review our latest program enrollment and service statistics, as we always do. Um, I'll then hand it over to Peter to provide an update on a recent Clean Power SF communications campaign uh, we implemented. Um, uh, He'll hand it back to me, and I will provide an update on our uh, Clean Power SF customer programs work, um, and then we'll wrap up with a review of our power supply procurement activities um, underway to support implementation of Clean Power SF's 2020 integrated resource plan. Um, enrollment and customer participation in Clean Power SF remain stable. The program's customer opt out rate uh, has remained at 4.2%. And 2.1% of our customer accounts have upgraded to our 100% renewable super green product. Uh, that represents more than 6% of our program's annual sales. Okay, so quickly, I'm going to hand it over to uh, Peter now uh, to walk us through our Be Powerful marketing campaign, Peter.
5: Thanks, Mike. Uh, Good morning, commissioners. Great to see you all. Happy new year. Um, I'm Peter Galata. I'm the marketing and communications manager for Clean Power SF and our clean energy programs at the SFPUC. And as Mike mentioned, we wanted to provide you with just a brief communications update today to share some of our recent work to promote Clean Power SF as San Francisco's local clean electricity provider. And just kind of for some just context, as we... Um, And as you know, um, as our customers, we proactively reach out to our 380,000 customers throughout the year through direct mail and email marketing and a variety of tactics in order to keep our customers informed about our services and uh, new programs. And we also recognize the opportunity we have to continue to increase awareness of Clean Power SF, not only amongst our customers, but more broadly in the community. So in the fall of 2021, uh, we launched a new marketing campaign called Be Powerful. And really as part of this campaign, we wanted to uh, focus not only on increasing brand awareness and strengthen brand recall for Clean Power SF, but we wanted to also convey our values as a program and the benefits of choosing cleaner energy. And what we know from um, some recent customer surveying that we've done is that our customers, what they value most in their electricity service is where their energy is coming from. So the source of their energy and the fact that those sources are clean. And so through this campaign, we really wanted to emphasize that Clean Power SF provides a service that really meets our customers' needs and expectations, and also aligns with San Francisco values. Um, Tactically, the campaign took a multi-channel approach that was primarily focused on digital marketing. So uh, through social media and through digital ad placements on websites. Uh, However, we also placed ads in local neighborhood newspapers, including Wynn Newspaper, and the San Francisco Bayview paper. And we also promoted the campaign kind of organically through the SFPUC's own communications channels, so our our social media channels, as well as our e-newsletters. And we were able to geo-target our ad delivery to really reach a diverse cross-section of our customer base, but really specifically renters, low-income families, as well as Black, Latinx, and um, API customers. And um, as part of this kind of digital ad campaign, we also developed and launched a new promotional video for Clean Power SF, which we were very excited about. Um, and that video uh, we deployed as part as part of the marketing campaign. Um, can we go to the next slide, Mike? Thank you. So just to give you a sense of the look and feel of the campaign, these are just some of the examples of the ads uh, which ran in, in English, Spanish, and Chinese. and the messaging, we really wanted to emphasize Clean Power SF as a powerful choice and a way to make a difference for your, for your neighborhood and community, and also to really thank and acknowledge our customers for choosing cleaner energy with us. Next slide, thank you. So the campaign was in market from November 15th to January 14th, so it just actually wrapped up last week. Um, We saw a strong performance actually throughout the campaign over the past few months. Um, So just some preliminary data, um, we saw over 1 million ad impressions or views of those ads, um, as well as over 100,000 video impressions of the video. So some really good numbers in terms of just reach um, over those those few months. Um, We're now working with our consultant, uh, Davis & Associates, to just evaluate the campaign so that we have some more data and analysis to share in the next month. Um, So we can also just better understand the specific reach and impact. Since it just concluded last week, we we have some general numbers, but we want to dive deeper into the data too to see how kind of that geo-targeting and micro-targeting worked for this campaign. Um, And then just lastly, if you haven't seen our new uh, Be Powerful video, um, it's linked here in the presentation, but you can actually find it directly on our website, on our homepage. So if you visit cleanpowersf.org, you can check out the video. Feel free to share it. um, And um, we'll be continuing to kind of promote, use that video as a a way to promote our and tell our story as a program um, in the months ahead. So... um, Thank you for this opportunity uh, to share this update. And with that, I'll turn it back to Mike. Thanks,
4: Peter. Um, yeah, and I just want to encourage everyone to look, watch the video. Um, it's great. It, it always pumps me up, so um, I love it. Um, okay, so uh, let's talk customer programs. Um, this is a, a slide we've been showing you each meeting Uh, with our current Clean Power SF uh, program offerings and offerings that we have under development. You can see the programs that we're operating now, net metering for customers that have solar, uh, budget billing for customers that are looking for stable monthly bills, um, the Go Solar SF program and its incentives for customers that uh, wish to install solar on their um, buildings. Um, The Peak Day Pricing Program um, is our Demand Response Pilot uh, Program for large commercial customers. Um, I'm actually going to review the highlights of our 2021 program in just a moment. Um, And then there's our recently launched Low Income Inverter Program. Um, This is a program that replaces the inverter component for low-income customers Uh, that previously installed solar using the Go Solar SF program and whose inverters have failed or reaching the end of their useful lives. So this program helps keep these customer solar projects operating. We also have a number of programs that are under development and nearing launch. Uh, We presented to you previously on the Bay Area Regional Electric Heat Pump Water Heater Incentive Program that we are joining and expect to formally start very soon. Um, We've also discussed the disadvantaged communities green tariff and community solar program at previous meetings. We plan to commence operating the green tariff program uh, also very soon. Um, And uh, I'm actually going to provide a bit more of an update on these programs in a moment. And lastly, we have our energy efficiency for food services program that we presented uh, on at your November meeting. Um, you, you may recall from that meeting that we filed an application with the California Public Utilities Commission last year to implement this new program, um, which, would, which will offer uh, energy audits and discounted efficiency improvements to food sector businesses and organizations. Uh, just last week, the California PUC approved our application for funding the program. So we are now moving full speed into implementation and are preparing a, a request for proposals to solicit an energy services provider for the program. We're targeting program start in 2023, pending a successful solicitation effort. Um, we can provide updates on our progress with this program at future LAFCO meetings. Clean Power SS Peak Day Pricing or PDP pilot program uh, is a voluntary demand response program that incentivizes large commercial customers to reduce their electricity consumption between 4 p.m. and 9 p.m. on event days in the months of July through October. Event days are called when the state's power grid is expected to be strained, uh, typically when we have very high temperatures uh, in the summer and uh, early fall. Clean PowerSafe's PDP program provides bill credits to participating customers for reducing their energy demand below their expected baseline usage during that 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. period on an event day. Clean Power SF concluded the 2021 peak day pricing season at the end of October and applied bill credits to participating customers' December bills, marking the completion of the third year that we've offered this pilot program. We had 31 accounts enrolled uh, in this year's program and that represents a 55% increase compared to 2020. So we were really happy um, that we were able to attract more participation this past year. On average, program participants reduced their electricity demand on event days by about 11% relative to what their demand was expected to be uh, had an event day not been called. Clean Power SF distributed approximately $47,123 in end of season incentives to our program participants in the form of bill credits. On the whole, the 2021 PDP season was a success. We saw increased customer participation and significant demand reductions in response to our event days. And we were able to provide valuable bill credits to participants in exchange for helping us reduce demand on the grid, which provides valuable environmental and power reliability benefits. So we're looking forward to taking um, these uh, successes this year and um, making the program an even greater success next. Okay, let's discuss the DAC green tariff now. Um, Just as a reminder, the, the DAC green tariff and community solar programs were created by the California Public Utilities Commission to increase renewable energy produced within and consumed by low income customers located in state-defined disadvantaged communities. These programs aim to provide 100% renewable energy at 20% bill discounts to eligible customers. Clean Power SF applied to administer programs in December of 2020 and received approval from the California PUC in April of 2021. So we've been working on implementing these programs since that time. And we recently branded our green tariff program the Super Green Saver, Uh, program, linking it to our successful Supergreen product brand. We are now planning to begin operating the Supergreen Saver this spring. Uh, We'll be enrolling about 400 to 500 low-income customers located in specific census tracts who are also participating in our Arrearage Management Plan Program, or AMP. This is another program that was launched last year to help low-income customers in arrears on their electricity bills. So we're trying to sync these two things together. We're getting, uh, we're, we're now gearing up to send notices to customers informing them of the new program and uh, their enrollment later this month and then again in February uh, prior to our planned March enrollment. While we've been working to implement these DAC programs, there have been some changes to eligibility. Uh, Under the California PUC's rules, customer eligibility is limited to uh, CARE and FERA eligible customers. Those are two uh, low-income electricity and energy bill programs um, that our customers can participate in, uh, who reside in census tracts um, identified as disadvantaged communities by the Cal EnviroScreen tool. A new version of the Cal EnviroScreen was adopted for use In October 2021 um, and that updated the eligible census tracts for these programs. Uh, You can see here uh, in the images on the slide the change in census tracts within San Francisco that are eligible for the program. Uh, The change in the fall resulted in a couple census tracts in the Tenderloin and SOMA dropping from eligibility. Um, A new census tract in, in SOMA becoming eligible and some additional census tracts in the southeast becoming eligible. Um, On the whole, um, we uh, have seen no change in the number of eligible customers so that remains stable even though the geographic area has changed slightly. Um, Going forward, these will be the census tracts that will be the focus of our program enrollment. And of course, we've been busy working to procure the renewable energy to supply customers in these programs. Uh, as we previously reported in September, the SFPUC issued a solicitation to secure new long-term renewable energy supplies to serve customers enrolled in Super Green Saver and the DAC uh, community solar program um, still to be developed. Uh, you can see our schedule here for completing this, this solicitation Shortlisted bidders were notified on January 14th. We will be moving into contract negotiations during the spring and then plan to uh, seek approval to execute contracts in the late spring early summer. In the meantime, we also conducted a solicitation to provide renewable energy from a qualifying resource uh, to support this year's launch of the program. Um, We anticipate executing a short term contract to purchase power from the operating plant within the next month. So this will allow us to operate the Super Green Saver program until the new projects we contract with as a result of the solicitation here um, can be constructed and become operational. Okay, and this is the last part of our update here. um, And that's a quick review of our active and upcoming renewable energy and energy storage procurement activities to support our IRP um and again this should be familiar as the slide we've been showing you um first i wanted to highlight that just this this week the california community power joint powers uh, agency to which clean power sf is a member voted to approve contracting with a new long duration energy storage project called the tumbleweed project um, this is the first of what we expect could be up to three new agreements that the JPA executes as a result of its long duration energy storage solicitation. Uh, we'll be going to the SFPUC Commission in February and then to the Board of Supervisors to allow Clean Power SF to participate in the project, um, which will help Clean Power SF meet a California PUC procurement order uh, to procure these, these types of resources within the state. I um, mean, you can see here that we're targeting 15 to 25 megawatts uh, of new long-duration energy storage. Um, also, as we've discussed previously, we have an active SFPUC solicitation to procure energy, uh, renewable energy, and energy storage. Um, projects meeting minimum qualifications were shortlisted earlier this month. Uh, we'll be moving into neg- the negotiation phase over the next four to six weeks and anticipate uh, bringing contracts through our approval processes in the spring and early summer for this solicitation. Um, I just mentioned the disadvantaged communities activities. um, And then uh, last but certainly not least here, uh, we continue work on our local renewable energy solicitation to purchase power from projects uh, to be developed on SFPUC reservoirs um, for the Clean Power Program. We're working with our water enterprise right now to develop preliminary designs for that solicitation and we're targeting issuance of the solicitation in the spring or or summer of this year. Um, So with that, uh, that concludes our prepared remarks and presentation and I'm happy to answer any questions you may have.
0: Thank you, Director Himes. Um, Colleagues, do do you have any questions for Director Himes at at this time? thank you um i i do have really a brief uh, question um i think it's uh so really uh, talked about the net metering uh program um but also uh try to understand uh you know just the progress and regulation uh on solar panels um uh, for the state as well as for San Francisco, and, and try to understand um, the, the recent proposal that they tabled, now that I have learned is tabled about reduce uh, net energy metering credits. Um, and just trying to understand how, if that proposal were to move forward, um, how would it actually impact Clean Power SF, but also just San Francisco residents in general, those who, um, Ha, are you know that actually have solar panel and took uh, advantage of you know credit tax credit but also those uh, who are low income residents now that um SFPUC is working to help them uh, upgrade their or you know uh, their their panel um, so how do we know like how many residents in San Francisco uh, actually are taking the net energy metering credits at this time and uh, and if, if you know that offhand and then uh, how will the proposal impact them if the proposal at SFPUC move forward? And if you could help us and walk if you know about the proposal and quickly walk us through the proposal) <laughs>
4: yes um, I will do my best commissioner um, this is a hot topic for sure um, and a complicated one uh, as as many things are in our uh, electricity industry um, to answer your first question um, I do know how many um, well I know how many of our customers uh, in the city I don't know exactly how that translates into people but um, there are about 9,000 um, customer accounts that are enrolled in net metering within the city. Um, you know, so to put that in perspective, we, we uh, are actively serving, Clean Power SF is serving uh, about 385,000 customer accounts now. So as a percentage of our accounts, it's not very high, um, but it's, it's still substantial. Um, and, uh, the customers that are participating in, in net metering who have solar, um, are, are, diverse. Um, there are, uh, customers who were early adopters, um, who put solar panels on their buildings or homes 20 years ago. Um, there are, uh, low income multifamily, um, uh, buildings that have put uh, solar panels on their, um, uh, buildings more recently. Um, uh, many of which who have taken advantage of our go solar SF incentives, um, which, uh, we're, we're very much focused on that sector over the past few years. Um, uh, so it's, it's about 9,000. Um, it does continue to grow the, um, there have been, so what I should say is what is net metering net metering is, a billing tool that was developed um, by energy policy experts and and the solar industry um, about 25 years ago to um, provide bill credits to customers for the energy that they generate from their solar panels, um, but they don't need and deliver to the grid. Um, So think of You know, uh, it's different these days with a lot of us working from home, um, more of us working from home, but um, think of uh, somebody who has solar panels who um, goes to their place of employment during the day and is not really using as much power when the solar is generating. Um, Net metering basically uh, uses the grid to absorb that energy. It, It credits the customers for the value of that energy, and then they... Uh, can use those credits to offset energy that they consume during the evening or times when their solar panels aren't generating enough power for their needs. Um, and it's a, it's intended to um, help them balance out their usage over the course of a year, um, because uh, solar uh, generates variable power not just ac- across the day, the 24 hours of the day, but also across the year and the seasons. There's more solar energy available during the summer than the fall. So these programs are structured over a calendar year to, or a, a 12-month period. Um, the uh, California PUC has uh, adopted a number of these programs over, or changes to these pro- this program over time. Um, we had a few years ago what uh, was called uh, Net Energy Metering or NEM 2.0 that was adopted Um, then, uh, more recently, of course, uh, the California PUC has been working on what it's calling them 3.0 and that's the proposal that you're referring to, um, which, uh, has been paused for further discussion among stakeholders. Um, the, the issue that brought this about is that across the state, we've seen solar grow really significantly. Um, The cost of solar panels has has continued to drop, uh, you know, really quite precipitously over the past 20 years um, and has stabilized more over the past few years. Um, But it's gotten to a level where um, the state of California and the California Public Utilities Commission feels like some of the subsidies that were put in place earlier are no longer needed. Um, One concern that. Uh, one sort of policy issue that has been driving this discussion is subsidization, cross-subsidization between customers. Um, not everyone can put solar panels on their building and benefit from this program, um, but they pay uh, through their utility bills um, for the cost to run the you know the, the bigger grid and power supply. Um, and some of that is subsidizing these customers who are on net energy metering. Um, now, you know, over time, the state has found that it's appropriate to provide these subsidies to support the industry, um, given the the large number of benefits that are provided um, as a result of individuals installing these these solar panels. Um, so, I mean, that's really the crux of the issue. It's it's a it's a, a question of how much support to provide. Um, uh, customers who are doing this and in the industry, um, and uh, how that industry is going to evolve. Um, now, uh, you know, on the the solar and uh, the rooftop solar side of the perspective, um, there's significant concern that the new, new the new proposal will require customers to pay fixed charges um, that they can't avoid by installing their own solar panels. And that's going to increase their costs and diminish the value proposition that motivates them to do solar in the first place. Um, So uh, those are sort of like the policy issues at hand. Um, Now, Clean Power SF is, is, um, whether we like it or not, a partnership with PG&E. PG&E delivers the power to our customers, it meters, it bills customers. Um, Clean Power SF provides the electricity supply. So, um, and you know, we have a bill page within the, the energy bill that customers received from PG&E. So, and we also have a net energy metering program. As I was saying before, our program is focused on the electric supply portion of the net metering program. Net metering um, typically provides bill credits for both the generation, supply, and the distribution and transmission portion of um, the charges that that customers pay. So, um, this, you know, the proposed decision that's coming out of the CPUC won't have any direct impact on our program. Um, we have the ability to design our own net metering program, and we'll continue to. Um, but it does affect the, the portion um, of the bill of net metering that customers receive from PG&E. So our customers will see, we do expect our customers um, over time to see some of, if this is adopted, to see some of these charges come onto the bill. Um, it won't happen immediately um, because there's a certain amount of grandfathering that the, well, under the proposal that has now been held, there, there would be a grandfathering for a certain amount of time of customers who already have solar. Um, who, this, who, who this would affect the most would really be new um, customers going solar. Um, but again, it doesn't directly impact our program. We will continue to provide the um, pretty attractive net metering benefits that we have, and we'll continue to be able to change our program um, as we need to. Um, but you know, as, as you yeah. said uh, before, this is not over and um, uh, it's been slowed down so that stakeholders can, can have more dialogue about it.
0: That's good to know. I mean I, think, uh, I mean, I think ultimately also want to sort of go back and make sure, and if you can confirm this, you know, knowing that SFPUC is going to continue to do a rate study and figuring out how to be independently uh, from PG&E Uh, because for you know clean power SF uh, rate study and so and I I remember the last conversation that we have I think at the board of supervisors when we have the rate hearing was that um, we're going to get that study uh, from SFPUC sometime in the spring so I will will this you know uh, when it comes to net metering will this actually be part of that study?
4: Uh, Net metering is within the scope of the study yes um, but just to be clear, you know, the, the study is focused on our clean power SF and our Hetch Hetchy utility services. It doesn't account for what pg is doing. It's focused on, you know, our cost of service, our rate design. Um, it, it, it doesn't account for, you know, the, this kind of a proposal necessarily.
0: But we'll, Okay. So I, I I guess we can definitely take this offline uh, at at a supper time um, when we when we talk about the rate study that's coming up um, that I would love to see or you know at at, at least some consideration about uh, net metering uh, as part of the rate study for that that Clean Power SF could actually offer um, to those I mean I I know that nine thousand people it's not or nine thousand households or customers are not like a large you know um amount of people in san francisco but we're we're still trying to want to push the solar panel industry I, I, and i guess i'm trying to understand better like where where where's sfpuc with that is this something we actually do want to encourage in san francisco uh or, or that we're we're now heading a, to a different direction um so i will i would love th- for that um to be considered uh commissioner mar
2: Thanks, Chair Chan, uh, actually for your questions around the net metering and sort of the, the state subsidies for solar um, energy. Yeah, this is an issue that I've been following and, and trying to understand better as well and appreciate the explanation and responses, uh, Mr. Haim. So I was also just wondering, this, this also led me to think about how this connects to our local our, our local build-out plan uh, for 100% renewable um, energy more at the local or the regional level. And um, I was just curious if you knew like what um, percentage of so current do we, or wh- where we're at right now in San Francisco as far as solar panel installations, um, as as far as the, the potential, um, yeah. Um, because yeah, this it seems like this 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 is a key part could be a key part of our local build out plan for 100% renewable.
4: Yeah, thank you for your question, uh, Commissioner Marr. I, I don't have the statistics handy, um, but I will um, promise to get those uh, to you through the executive officer uh, following mm-hmm. this meeting.
2: Thank you. Um, and then I, for the I think the last slide you showed that was sort of the procurement, the upcoming RPs and, and procurement plan for for um, um, renewable energies. Um, I it seems like most of those were, were sort of not local or regional, you know, the big ones. I, I know, I think the last one you, you showed on that on that um, table was um, um, like phase one of, of, a, of a local procurement. Can, can you just, yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah. So first of all, um, all of our solicitations invite offers for local projects. And we indicate in our solicitations that we have a preference for local projects. And if it's a solicitation that we've issued as the SFPUC, we provide additional uh, points in our evaluation for local projects. Um, So the renewable energy, I think the second renewable energy solicitation that I referred to, that also invited um, and requested offers for for local. but uh, you know, it, it's, it's harder to develop a local project cost-effectively. Um, there are a number of factors. Uh, property values, I think, as we all know, in the Bay Area are much higher than other parts of the state. And that's factored into the cost of the energy that, you, that our customers have to pay. Um, there are also other issues around, um, I mean, just the availability of space um, and also the, the renewable energy resource. Um, While the sun shines everywhere um, uh, in California, of course, um, San Francisco's solar resource isn't as strong as other parts of the state. Um, Certainly just by being more north than other parts of the state um, that plays a role, but also our lovely summer fog um, uh, comes in and cools our our, uh, city off. Uh, during the time when uh, solar is really pumping the most. Um, of course, those two things are, are connected. Um, mm-hmm. so, so those are things that influence the cost of energy, right? Um, but uh, we do, uh, you know, we're continuing to pursue local projects. We, we are making progress. Um, I've reported in previous meetings, as a result of one of our solicitations, we entered into a 75 megawatt solar plus storage project within the nine-county Bay Area. Um, and rooftop solar within the city will always be part of our strategy. Um, you know, we have a very attractive net energy metering program for clean power SF. You I was just talking about it and we pay our customers for if, um, if a customer has solar on their rooftop and they generate more power than they need over the course of the year, um, we pay them a rate that's about three times what PGE would pay them. Um, which so that's pretty lucrative relative to to the, the the sort of status quo, I guess you could say. Um, so uh, you know, and and looking at how we can develop more renewable energy capacity cost effectively is is central to our overall planning process, and it's also part of the reason why through our last IRP um, we identified in our. Uh, moving to develop projects on SFPC reservoirs Um, those are some of the better places within the city and county to develop projects because we can get some scale um, that is harder to achieve when you're doing it on you know one rooftop at a time
2: Mm -hmm. yeah thanks and then for the 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 disadvantaged communities um procurement RFP um so that would be for that, that would be for actual um, supply generation in the disadvantaged community
4: yeah that, that's right so the um, there are two programs and they have slightly different um, terms the green tariff program which which we've branded super green saver um, requires that the renewable energy being produced be located within a disadvantaged community within northern california so it can be it has to be in one of the qualifying disadvantaged communities but it ha- but it can be anywhere in northern california the community solar product requires that the renewable energy project be located within a disadvantaged community that's within five miles of the customer that's using the energy. So for us, what that means is that for our community solar product, um, it has to be within a DAC within San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So so we have a slightly broader net, so to speak, bigger net as far as the green tariff, the super green saver product. The community solar is, as it says, it's, it's a community developed project
2: Mm -hmm. yeah that sounds great so that that's what was what that rfp is for that was in the the table Mm -hmm. that's right and is this the first time um clean power sf is doing that
4: yeah this is a new program so this this was our first solicitation pending the the results and success of this work we may go back out and issue another one um so and this is a state, um, so we applied to the California PUC. Um, we were approved to administer the program. And um, as an administrator, this the California PUC will make ratepayer funds available to subsidize this product. So um if the for example, if the cost of the solar energy is above what the customers would otherwise pay um to clean power SF. Um, that uh, additional cost is covered through the state funds, the ratepayer funds that the state's making available. Um, and in addition, the program features a 20% discount, and that 20% discount is also funded through these uh, state uh, approved ratepayer funds.
2: Mm-hmm. Got it. Thanks. Um... Yeah, thanks for your work on this and um in the updates mr himes you know i colleagues I, I also just wanted to take the opportunity to to acknowledge the um the letter that um we received last year from i think a couple dozen um environmental justice and, and climate climate groups um urging uh, us to create a a real um 100 100 local clean energy um and green jobs build out plan and and i know um they followed up with us in the new year you know wanting to really see um yeah see us prioritize this work more so i just wanted to acknowledge that and this is something that i'm, I'm interested in, in continuing to to work with the advocates on and, and and pushing so thanks
0: thank you commissioner mar i so appreciate your leadership on this and your question as well um if, if I'm not seeing any more um, questions or comments from colleagues, uh, perhaps we should move this to a public comment. Uh,
1: yes, Madam Chair, um, Mr. Ignau is going ahead to check to see if we have any callers who are in the queue. If you have not already done so, please press star three to be added to the speaker line. For those already on hold, please continue to wait until the system indicates that you have been unmuted and that will be your queue to begin. Uh, Mr. Agnuck, would you please put the first caller through?
6: Good morning, Commissioners. Uh, Eric Brooks with uh, Our City, San Francisco, and also with the uh, Californians for Energy Choice. So first, I want to praise the SFPUC on the ad out- and outreach program. Uh, for the first time in my life, I actually noticed them saying, hey, join Clean Power SF on social media. So whatever you're doing, it's working. It's not proliferating yet. So do more of it. Uh, so with that praise put on the table, now I have to to voice some pretty strong concerns about what I just heard. The first is on the net metering, uh, the attack on net metering that's happening at the state level at the California Public Utilities Commission. That commission is now completely co-opted by PG&E and the other monopoly, the monopoly utilities, and is attacking support for solar. At the key time when the planet is about to burn, and we need to build it as fast as possible, and the, you know the SFPC needs to be standing up as a champion to push back and fight against that attack. And uh, instead of just kind of equivocating, well, it's a concern; it won't necessarily affect our program very much. Yes, it will affect the program because it'll reduce solar adoption all across the state. I also want to take issue with this idea that when people put solar panels on their roofs, that other people might pay more because of that. That is a myth that is put out there by the utility industry. And the reason it is a myth is that when you put solar panels up on your own roof, that reduces long range transmission costs on the grid and it saves everybody money. So it's really concerning to hear the SFPUC putting forward a myth of the 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 utilities and um so and then the uh also on this idea that uh on the local build out and local build out efforts the idea that we have fog so we have less solar this is a long long ago dispensed with trope germany has less sunlight than seattle which has less sunlight than us And Germany is the number one adopter of solar in Europe. So we need to get past these equivocations and get really hard on a good program. And that just gets me to the local build out that um, Commissioner Marr mentioned. Uh, Yeah, I did contact all of you with a meeting request. Please do respond to that soon because we do need, this is above and beyond Clean Power SF. It's not just Clean Power SF. We need to get that local build out plan RFP funded and moving forward so that we can get past what what the things that the SFPC is doing are good, but they're very incremental. We need a big plan that will be better funded and easier to pay for and lower cost because it's a full, comprehensive, region-wide plan that gets economies of scale. Thank so you uh, sorry to be a little critical, but that, it was important to put the, that for, those stuff forward. Thank you for
1: your comments. May we have the next caller, please? Can you hear me now? Yes, we can. Please proceed.
7: Great. Uh, David Pilfell, good morning. Uh, just three quick things, so I only have to make one comment today. Welcome to uh, Jeremy in his uh, new role at, at LAFCO. I'm sure he will do a fine job. There was a good talk yesterday on the PUC Power Enterprise budget, including Clean Power SF, and I was very uh, sad to hear uh, Ed uh, Harrington uh, resigning from the PUC. Commission, that's going to be a terrible loss for uh, the city. Um, but uh, good work on uh, Clean Power SF, and uh, good efforts, uh, Barbara, Michael, and all the staff at PUC and Power Enterprise. Thanks for listening.
1: Thank you for your comments, Mr. Now. Do we have any other callers who are left in the queue? Madam Chair, I believe that is all. Those were the only two callers.
0: Great. Thank you. Seeing no more public comments. uh, Public comment is now closed. I really appreciate um, all the comments. And and I think that we're here and it's, it's all good that if there's uh, feedback and uh, even criticism. I think that's what we want to hear. So it's all good. Um, I, uh, with that, uh, seeing no other comments from colleagues and just want to again thanks uh, uh, Director Himes for always joining us uh, on a monthly basis and providing us um, you know really detailed answers uh, and an update um, and uh, I, I think uh, we will definitely circle back about some of the issues around local build out and thank you Commissioner Marr for, for bringing that um, to discussion today. And with that, Madam Clark,
1: could you please uh, call item number six? Yes, Madam Chair, and for the record, there was no action taken on item number five. Item number six is the fiscal year 2022-2023 LAFCO budget for members of the public who wish to provide public comment on this item should call 415-655-0001, Meeting ID 2484-682-3570, then pound and then pound again. If you have not already done so, please dial star 3 to line up to speak. Assistant prompt will indicate that you have raised your hand. Please wait until we call for public comment on this item. And the system indicates that you have been unmuted and then then you may begin your comments madam chair thank
0: you madam clerk it is uh with such a great pleasure that i get to uh introduce our new executive officer uh jeremy pollock um to to joining us today and making his very first presentation on the proposed 2022 and 23 LACO of budget uh, no doubt we just sort of threw him in there and, uh, <laughs> and got him, you know, uh, do the biggest presentation, which is on the pr- budget um, for, for LAFCO. Uh, but I have no doubt that uh, all uh, all are in good hands. Uh, so, um, Executive Officer Paul, please. The
3: floor is All
7: right, is very much, Chair Chan, commissioners, uh, pleasure to be here and thank you for your kind words. Um, And, uh, yeah, let me share. I've got a very short little presentation on the budget here. Uh, Is that coming through? There we go. Um, So, yeah, uh, this is a a preview of LAFCO's budget. Um, This is uh, intended to be presented to the, the Board of Supervisors Budget and Finance Committee on February 9th as part of the Clerk of the Board's budget. Uh, LAFCO's budget, as you know, is governed by state law. And so we're on a slightly different timeline from the city and county of San Francisco. And we're required to adopt a a proposed budget by May 1st and a final budget by June 15. Uh, And so we're anticipating to schedule uh, the LAFCO budget for those approvals at our April and June meetings. Um, And so LAFCO's budget is uh, right at around $556,000 is what we're estimating for the upcoming fiscal year. Uh, the general fund statutory amount is unchanged at $341,000, uh, and the rest of the, uh, the sources is coming from carry forward from the previous fiscal year or this, this current fiscal year. Um, and this is subject to change based on what our expenditures are for the rest of the year, um. And um, as uh, about the the statutory amount for the LAFCO budget, for for any of the members of the public who aren't familiar with that, uh, the state law that governs LAFCO uh, requires that the Board of Supervisors uh, fund at least the amount for LAFCO from the previous fiscal year and the the next upcoming fiscal year. Um, And so, uh, again, the expenditures are balanced out at $556,000. Uh, this is a, a significant decrease from last year's final approved bu- budget, um, mainly because of the, the large funding for the, the consultant for the reinvestment working group is not anticipated to continue this year. Um, and there will you know, likely be some, some minor changes to the budget as we, uh, uh, figure out, uh, cost of living increases and, uh, any other changes. And of course, um. Uh, looking for any feedback on what uh, what our needs will be for the next fiscal year's work plan uh, to make sure we have that uh, uh, correctly captured in the budget. Um, and then, not sure how well these uh, these charts will come through on the on the screen, but here's the the actual numbers of the budget. Um, so we had um, we're looking at a pretty significant carry forward from the previous fiscal year, uh, this current fiscal year. I think that's largely due to uh, the delay in hiring for my position and for the policy analysts for the reinvestment working group, uh, and I think also another major uh, savings we had was the the, um, the low usage of our uh, of our legal counsel. Um, and I think um, probably with uh, the transition from the, the previous executive officer, I think there was a little less than anticipated workload for LAFCO towards the end of, of last calendar year. Um, and so uh, we're anticipating carrying that forward into the current fiscal year. And then uh, here's the the real eye chart that shows all of uh, the expenditures uh, that um, are, are largely unchanged. Uh, the most significant change from last year, as I said, was Uh, the removal of that that consultant for the reinvestment working group um and um i think that's uh that's essentially it i'd like to thank uh juco laxamana from the the clerk's office who is the keeper of our budget and for getting me up to speed on it and to uh uh chair chan your staff uh kelly growth has been uh uh, super helpful in getting me up to speed on all this and so, um, yeah, really looking for any feedback from you all on, on this budget as we uh, move forward with uh, um, presenting it to the Board of Supervisors next month and then getting ready to, to finalize it in the spring.
0: Thank you, Executive Officer Pollock. Um, colleagues, do you have any questions about the budget um, presentation?
3: No questions, but thank you so much, Jeremy. It's a, it's great to have you um, on uh, LAFCO now, and I'm really excited to start working with you.
7: Thank you. Likewise.
0: This is great. And uh, uh, seeing that, just, just a reminder, colleagues, uh, <laughs> The uh, next budget uh, hearing for approval, and this is also for general, for general public, uh, will be at the April 15 meeting um, to meet our May 1st deadline and a special June 9 meeting to meet the June 15 deadline so that um, those are going to be uh, the conversation. If you're tracking the LAFCO budget, um, those will be the dates to mark April 15 and June 9 meetings. So thank you, and seeing uh, no more comments from our colleagues and Madam
1: Clerk, um, should we open this to public comment? Yes, Madam Chair, Matthew is checking to see if we have any callers who are in the queue. Uh, Mr. if you could please let us know if there are any callers who are ready. If you have not already done so, please press star three to be added to the queue. For those already on hold, please continue to wait until the system indicates that you have been unmuted. It does not appear we have any public comment, Madam Chair.
0: Thank you. And seeing no more public comment, uh, public comment is closed. Um, Madam clerk, do we go move on to um, item number. Seven. Do we need to uh, uh, take action for this item? I think it's just the presentation and it's information item only. Right. Yeah. I believe I should go ahead
1: to. uh, Please call item number seven. Yes. Item number seven is the executive officer's report. If members of the public wish to provide public comment on this item, you should call 415-655-0001, meeting ID 2484-682-3570, then pound and then pound again. If you have not already done so, please press star 3 to line up to speak and a system prompt will indicate that you have raised your hand. Please wait until we call for public comment on this item and the system indicates that you have been unmuted, and then you may begin your comments. Madam Chair.
0: Thank you, and uh, Executive
7: Officer Pollock. Great, thank you. Uh, so, I just have three brief items for you today. Uh, Jeremy Pollock, LAFCO Executive Officer, I should say, for, for the official record on SFGovTV. Uh, So, yeah, um, uh, just basically an FYI for everyone that the the reappointments of Commissioners Marr and Preston are in in the works. Uh, Their terms of office expire February 4th of this year, and uh, the Clerk of the Board of Supervisors has introduced motions to reappoint them both for additional four years uh, terms and uh, It's great news. I'd like to thank both of them for their continued interest in serving LAFCO. Uh, Those motions will be uh, uh, heard at the the Rules Committee of the Board of Supervisors and passed on to approval of the full Board of Supervisors. Uh, And it sounds like all of that should take place before our February meeting. Uh, in the event that there are any delays in that, uh, the California government code allows for LAFCO commissioners to, to serve, continue serving in a holdover capacity um, if their term expires and a new member hasn't been appointed. So, um, so yeah, we shouldn't have uh, uh, no concerns about quorum going forward. Um, the second item is, is similar uh, and uh, refers to the, the two public seats on LAFCO and uh, I've let uh, commissioners Singh and uh, Fielder know that their terms of office are also expiring February 22nd of this year and that if they're interested in serving again that they should put in uh, applications and uh, those, those applications for the public seats are heard here at LAFCO and uh, the other LAFCO members vote on those appointments. And for any members of the public who are interested in, in applying to LAFCO, um, you can go see, we have the vacancy notices posted on our website, sfgov.org slash LAFCO. Um, and um, yeah, I think we look forward to, to calendaring those, those appointments, uh, uh, it sounds like possibly at the February meeting of LAFCO. Uh, and then lastly, some, uh, some exciting news. I'm uh, really excited to welcome the new policy analyst we have for the San Francisco Reinvestment Working Group, uh, Khalid Samurai. His first week is this week, and he's uh, jumped right into it working remotely. And uh, I've loaded him down with uh, uh, virtual uh, heaps of reading material on the public bank and the Reinvestment Working Group and all of the, the various histories and, and policy papers on that. Um so, Mr. Samurai brings uh, a lot of great experience as um, as a policy analyst working um, uh, for municipal governments and nonprofit organizations. Uh, he also has a law degree from Tulane and is a member of the, the New York State Bar Association. And uh, really excited to to turn him loose on public banking and and see where he can take us on moving this uh, this challenging policy area forward. And um, yeah, invited him here to to introduce himself and say hi to you all. So do you want to go ahead?
6: Uh, Thank you, Jeremy, um, for those kind words. Um, I'm really excited to uh, join and uh, get started on uh, the public banking uh, business plan. I look forward to meeting all of you um, one-on-one to get to know you a lot lot better. And uh, I'm sure you're going to see a lot more of me uh, and be super tired from seeing my name show up in your inbox um, in the coming months. Uh, Thank you uh, for your time.
7: Anything yeah. Anything else? I, uh, that concludes my uh, my report.
0: So that's great, uh, colleagues. Do you have any comments that you would like to, uh, or questions uh, for the executive officer report? Great, seeing.
3: I, I sorry, really quickly. Um, thank you so much, uh, Executive Officer Pollock and uh, welcome Colin it's great to have you very excited to start working with you um i'm sure there's plenty to catch up on public bank and if i can be a resource happy to um, support in that way my question for executive officer pollock was um and i brought this up very much in passing before but i understand that the build back better package is still very much um, in hanging in the balance, but I wonder if or how that might um, be beneficial or those funds might flow to support our local um, build-out plans for Clean Power SF or anything else along the lines of uh, uh, climate infrastructure.
7: Yeah, thank you for that question. That's an excellent question and it's Yeah, something that's been on my mind. Um, I know in my previous role at the Department of Technology, we were tracking uh, the Build Back Better plan and all the other sort of federal stimulus money and looking for ways that it could apply here. And, um, yeah, to be honest, I need to get up to speed on where that's all standing with the latest developments in Washington. Um, But, um, yeah, excited to work, Uh, I think you know, with with LAFCO, with the PUC, with the uh, Department of the Environment, and um, I'm hoping to, to see how we can connect with the, sort of the lobbying apparatus of the city and county of San Francisco and see what we can do to to make ourselves attractive for indie funding that might be able to support uh, LAFCO's work, uh, I think both around uh, Clean Power SF and a build-out plan and also curious to see, you know, what sort of funding opportunities there could be for other work around, um, you know, the public banking or gig economy work or other priorities that that you all have. Um, and then uh, I would also say that the, the, the governor's budget here in California has a lot of exciting uh, new fundings for renewable energy um, that I'm hoping to dig into and, and work with the, the PUC to see uh, what they're tracking. Um, and, um, you know, also met uh, with uh, the director of Cal LAFCO and looking to plug into to their advocacy and um, as um, as you uh, I'm sure you know the the rest of the left goes around the state are very different from ours but um, hoping that you know maybe there's some synergy there we can use in in our advocacy um, and um, yeah and then lastly I'd say that um, something I'm also hoping to turn Khalid loose on is uh, combing through the the state budget and seeing. Uh, you know what resources there are, as he's understanding um, the the landscape in Sacramento for public banking, and and looking for any any funding sources that we can we can try to to track down.
3: Thank
0: you so much. Thank you. So, uh, seeing no more other uh, comments from colleagues. Uh,
1: Madam Clark, please uh, let's open this for public comment. Yes, Madam Chair. Um, Mr. Ignau is checking to see if we have any callers who are in the queue. Matthew, if you could let us know if there are any callers who are ready. If you have not already done so, please press star three to be added to the speaker line. For those already on hold, please continue to wait until the system indicates that you have been unmuted. It appears we have one caller in the queue. Mr. Ignau, if you could put them through.
6: Good morning again, Commissioners Eric Brooks, our city SF, and uh, Californians for Energy Choice. So first of all, on um, the uh, the the community ch- uh, seats, Miss um, uh, Fielder and Ms. Singh. Um, hopefully, I assume Miss Fielder is reapplying. Hopefully, you will as well, Ms. Singh. Uh, I think that your input on this commission is incredibly valuable. So hopefully, you've got time to do that and. love to see you reapply to continue to serve and then uh, I also just had a comment about some technical issues with accessing meeting materials Um, I noticed when I went to the LAFCO site today that the uh, agenda where it is usually easy to find a thing to click on to get to this today's meeting and the agenda and for some reason maybe it's my browser I didn't see that so maybe look into that and also it was really helpful that uh that this time the uh SFPC put its slide presentation in the actual agenda with a link and um if it would be great if uh the agenda could explain to the public and maybe even explain to the public on the the, the video on SFGov TV and when you open the meeting that uh people can click on the item and get things like the slideshow so uh, because that was very helpful that because there's such a long delay on the video, it's helpful to have the slides in, in that to be clickable, but the public needs to know that that's possible. So that's it for my comments. Thanks.
1: Thank you for your comments. Um, Mr. Igna, do we have any other callers who are ready? There are no more callers in the queue, Madam Chair.
0: Thank you, seeing no more proper comments, proper comment is now closed.
1: Um, Madam Clerk, let's uh, call the next item. All right. Um, and Mr. Uh, Madam Chair, for the co- public commenter, if there were uh, suggestions they have on the agenda, if they could call my phone number, 415-554-7711. I'm not exactly sure what issues they were having. So um, I did check and everything was posted correctly. Um, and we normally do post the PUC presentation ahead of time. It usually is uh, on the agenda with the clickable links. So um, if there's any other things uh, they had suggestions on, I'd be happy to uh to um, take those. All right, so um, item number eight is general public comment. For members of the public who wish to provide public comment, please call 415-655-001, meeting ID 2484-682-3570, then pound and then pound again. If you have not already done so, please press star three to line up to speak and a system prompt will indicate that you have raised your hand. Madam Chair. Thank you, Madam Clark and uh
0: for this is the time uh for any member of the public to my wait this is the time for the members of public <laughs> to comment and uh on any uh, on, on any matters that uh within our jurisdiction uh and not on today's agenda so um could you please check if there's any members of the public would like to speak.
1: Yes, Mr. Agnell is checking to see if we have any callers in the queue. Madam Chair, it does not appear we have any callers. Got
0: it. Seeing no public comment, public comment is now closed. Madam Clerk, please call item number nine.
1: Yes, item number nine is future agenda items for members of the public wish to provide public comment on this item. Please press star three now to line up to speak and a system prompt will indicate that you have raised your hand. Please wait until we call for public comment on this item and the system indicates that you have been unmuted. That will be your cue to begin your comments. Madam Chair. Colleagues, any future items uh, or anything's on
0: your mind? I I, I wanted to definitely uh, let you know that I'm open. Um, to your comments and just any items that you would like to put on the agenda. Uh, I know that, you know, Commissioner Fielder, you're, you're definitely going to work along uh, with uh, Mr. Samurai out, around public bank. And Commissioner Mari I know that you mentioned earlier about how you want to continue to really uh talk about local build out and clean power SF. Um, but obviously, if there are folks that you would like to bring in to make presentation outside of Director Himes, please let us know. And we're so pleased to have, you know, Executive Officer Pollock joining us, um, you know, being able to help us and assist us to prepare these items. Um, so please let us know. Um, but seeing at this moment, no uh, future agenda items, um, Madam Clerk, please open this for public comment.
1: Yes, Madam Chair, Mr. Ignau is checking to see if we have any callers who are ready. If you have not already done so, please press star three to be added to the speaker line. For those already on hold, please continue to wait until the system indicates that you have been unmuted. Uh, Mr. Ignau, do we have any callers who are ready? Madam Chair, does not appear uh, to we have any public commenters. Understood. Thank
0: you, and uh, seeing no public speakers, public comment is now closed. Uh, this is the informational item, so uh, we don't need to take action on this matter. Madam Clerk, is there any other business before us today?
1: That concludes our business for
0: today. Thank you so much, and uh, we will see you all in February. Thank you, meeting adjourned, you.
6: bye.